Welcome to Hope Talks Podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. You can also search for our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn. We would love your feedback and invite you to take a short, anonymous survey. You can find the link to the survey in the show notes. Welcome to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. Thanks for tuning in. And today I'm joined by Pastor Adrian Mills, who's the lead pastor of Church of the Nazarene in Harrisonburg. And we also have a campus in East Rockingham and also have a Hispanic congregation that meets here at the Harrisonburg location. Pastor Adrian, how are you doing today? Hey, great. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Good to be back. Today um, is a special Sunday for our church at Church of the Nazarene in Harrisonburg and all of our campuses. Um, We're calling it Vision Sunday, and uh, we typically have done this once a year over the last few years. So, Pastor Adrian, just talk a little bit about Vision Sunday and the importance of vision. Yeah, overall, vision is important that um, we—it's one of my jobs as the leader. I like to call myself the lowercase l leader, but— Um, certainly as the person whose job is to lead our church, um, to lead with vision. And so we have a mission statement, a church, that we're transformed by God to bring hope to others through Christ. And that that really impacts everything that we do. It impacts all the decisions that we make. And periodically, um, again, about once a year, I feel like I'm always trying to cast vision. But once a year, we um, when we have special focus or give special attention, I really want to rally people around a particular call or response. Um, we have Sundays like this, and I just think it's important um, because it's easy in a church where there's so many good things we can do, so many important things that we do. Um, it, it's easy to feel like everybody has an oar, but we're either rowing in different directions or not rowing in the same rhythm, and people that are much better at that <laughs> would be able to articulate it better, but I know enough to know if you're rowing a boat, you've got to be in sync. And so vision for me and a, a Sunday like this is an opportunity to call people uh, to row towards a very specific goal, a specific rhythm, a specific opportunity. Um, it's not the only thing that we're doing, but maybe in this season it is the most important. It's not saying everything's not important, but for this season we're going to make this. And so what we've done over the last couple of years is we'll have a, a particular season where we kind of bring something to focus that we want to make the most important. And we want to really invite everybody to row together and just see what the Lord can do. Um, it's still bigger than us. It's still bigger than what we can do. But that's that's the importance of vision. Vision's not really about what we can do. Right. It's not really about what in our strength is possible. It's believing what the Lord has called us to and inviting everybody mm-hmm. to do their part, but believing right. that God can do it if we're right. willing to partner with him, if we're willing to trust him and let him lead us. So right. that's the beauty of vision. Right, yeah, and Pastor Adrian, I know Pastor Margaret and I have mentioned our church's mission statement on this um, program before uh, about being transformed by God, and we're not just transformed by God. It doesn't stop there. The reason we're transformed by God is so that we can bring hope to others, and we know that hope has a name, as my dad would say before, and that's Jesus, and so especially with this program being called Hope Talks, certainly that's part of this mission also, and a lot of times we do that through testimonies, and testimonies are important. It's how, I think, a great way to bring hope to others by sharing the hope that you have that Christ has done in our individual lives. You know, vision isn't just important for our church. I think vision should be important for all churches and all believers. Yeah, and one one thing that I've become, again, we, we're blessed at this church 
Um, we have a wonderful people and a great staff and the ability to do a lot of things. We're, we're blessed to have several campuses right. and we've got a, a ministry arm and hope distributed right. um, kids Harbor who's reaching right. kids and families celebrate recovery. Um, right. So there's, there's a lot happening, right. but one of the challenges is that you, you can buy into kind of this perception that we have to try to do everything. And that's why right. I think vision is important because often what's just as important when you cast vision is that you're acknowledging there's some things that we can't do right now or we're not right. going to do. And that feels unspiritual or it feels, um, yeah, it feels like, you know, bringing hope to others means we should do everything. Well, the reality is that the Lord's not going to call us to everything and right. we can't do everything. Right. Um, we need to pick and choose and decide what right. are the specific things God's calling us to do and let's do those well. And right. in doing that, there may be some things or will be things that we have to say no to, but that's important. And I think that's, I think that's important for all churches. As you right. talk about vision, you're casting vision, but in doing it, you're also articulating maybe some things that you have to say no to. Right. I, I love that idea in leadership that um, it, it's, I think Jim Collins wrote a book, Good to Great. Uh, somebody else wrote one, Your Best Yes, but it's this idea of in leadership and no matter what place you find yourself, what you say yes to matters because what you say yes to also means that you're going to say no to some things. Right. And um, I think far too many people, churches, businesses are, are trying to do everything well, right. and we just can't. And so one of the important things for me in, in casting vision is when we highlight something, when we put emphasis behind something, when we make bring that to the forefront, it's not that we're trying to discourage or put down other things, but we're having to say our focus is a limited resource. Right. We're going to focus on this right now and believe right. the Lord's called us to this. Maybe down the line, there'll be other things, other doors that he opens. But in this season, let's focus on this. Let's all come together behind this cause. This, right. you know, specifically for us today, this Sunday, it's a, a new campus launch right. that the Lord's right. calling us to. And that's exciting right. for us. God's been opening right. doors and we're, you know, He's giving birth to a new campus, right. and that's complicated but exciting. Yeah. Um, so, so for us in this season, it's not right. that we don't have vision for other things, but we're going to make this kind of our rallying cry. Right. How can we come behind it, and how can we support, and how can we give, and how can we serve? And so I think vision does that. It calls people to a specific focus, a specific opportunity. Let's be all in together right. um, and then see what the Lord does. And, yeah, there's probably other things that are having to happen during that season, but... It's okay that we allow in this season for this to be the big rallying right. cry for us as an organization. Right, yeah, and it's uh, exciting because we're growing as a church. Yeah. Um, so this will be our fourth campus, yeah. our third location. Right. So if you want to share a little bit about that. Sure. Yeah, well, I, something just unique the Lord has brought us through over the last few years is realizing that um, He has called us to a vision that's way bigger than ourselves. It's way bigger than one language and culture it's bigger than one location and years ago the lord gave us a heart to reach um spanish-speaking community in, in harrisonburg it was just an obvious place then 15 20 years ago now it was obvious in our community that um the, the lord was bringing people from all over the all over the world but but specifically spanish-speaking and so we just felt like man how how can we be obedient to the call of god if we're not reaching these individuals, the Lord's entrusting us. And so um, over the last few years, we began to give some more structure to that and articulate. We So that was kind of our, our original kind of two campuses in one at one location. But then um, right before the pandemic, we cast vision to plant uh, a, a campus in Elkton. The Lord had given us favor there. Um, 
given us lots of opportunities. We had a group, a life group that was meeting and growing. And through a pandemic, the Lord was faithful in leading us. And today, a vibrant uh, community is meeting in an old bingo hall in, yeah. in Elkton week after week. And so with this, we, you know, again, the Lord has provided some leadership. We have a group uh, in that Waynesboro community that's been meeting and growing and um, there, there's not a lot of uh, Spanish-speaking churches in that community, specifically yeah. one that um, professes the message of holiness that we believe yeah. in. And so we've just sensed the Lord opening doors and calling us and giving us the right leaders. And so this is a Spanish-speaking campus. It will be yeah. our second Spanish-speaking campus, and we'll have two English-speaking campuses. But we're one church, and right. that may seem complicated to some people. Um, sometimes it's complicated for us, yeah. but the Lord has really helped us and given us great momentum yeah. The Lord has produced a lot of fruit through multi-campus ministry. Right. Um, just a couple of weeks ago, w- within a two- to three-week span, we celebrated baptizing, I think, over 40 different people at three different right. campuses. And it's just cool to see, um, could all of that have happened in one location? I actually don't think it would have right. because, um, again, we're reaching across language barriers and culture and demographic. And so um, this is exciting. It's exciting. It requires faith. It's going to require us to step out and invite people to give and to serve and to pray. Um, but we're just excited to see how God is, is growing our church through this next step. Pastor Adrian, you talked about you know how we're reaching across cultures and also demographics and those type of things. Uh, just anything else that you would like to share, you know, heading into this next year. Maybe somebody from our church is listening, or maybe somebody in the community is listening, and they just want to pray for this launch and the yeah. people that will be leading it and the people that will be reached through this new campus. Yeah, we would just cover your prayers, value your prayers in taking this step. Um, we're grateful for um, Pastor Walter and Maritza Cruz, who have agreed to serve in this way and lead uh, this new work. Uh, it started with a, a life group, uh, a group that gathers um, from our Esperanza Viva campus, but in that community, and that group has grown. Uh, the first week it was planted, uh, a neighbor came, a friend came that didn't know the Lord at all, and that very first week um, they gave their life to Christ wow. at the life group. And so um, that was evidence, man, the Lord's working. <laughs> life group's happening, and people are, are getting saved. And so, yeah, you, you can be praying. If, if, you're, if you're listening to this today and want to join us in, in prayer, pray. Um, first of all, for, for our leaders, God has given us not just Pastor Walter and Maritza, but good volunteers. Um, so pray that the Lord calls people, calls men and women that would step up to serve, to go and be a part of this new campus. But also pray for that community. We believe there's men and women in that community, um, that the Spanish-speaking population in that community, in, in the Waynesboro, Stewart's Draft area, is growing. Um, we're seeing more and more opportunity there. Um, we've got some sister churches there in that community that are telling us they're English-speaking mm-hmm. churches, but they're saying, yeah, this is mm-hmm. a need. So we see the need. We believe the Lord's already giving us favor, but just pray the Lord would really open doors. And that's that's why we do it. We really don't do it. Um, it's, it's not a convenience mm-hmm. thing. It's not because we have people, you know, they don't want to drive 30 minutes to church, mm-hmm. so let's, let's make it easier for them. The only reason we would do this right. is because we believe there's lost people, right. hopeless people, Um, I read the statistic often that um, one of the best ways to reach new people is plant new churches. Now, some of us, I'm a pastor of a non-new church, right? So that rubs me the wrong way a little bit. I want to believe, no, no, uh, older churches can reach new people too. And we believe that, of course. 
But when you plant new opportunities um, in communities like this, it draws new people. And we've seen that in Elkton. Um, We can testify today that there's a lot of people attending that campus that are new, that that are new to the faith, that are new walking with the Lord, that are new to our church. And so um, as you pray, yes, pray for our leadership, pray for our, our church to respond, but pray for people in that community right now that don't know Jesus, that are hopeless, that maybe have given up on church, and through this uh, this new launch yeah. that we believe in, in one year from, from now, so next fall, kind of be officially launched, pray that the Lord does uh, something really new and exciting. Um, and we believe He can and He will. Right. Well, thank you for sharing that, Pastor Adrian. And as you were talking, I was thinking about um, how a lot of people hear about church plants and this church even planted a few church plants yeah, which sure. became their own church but just like the east rock campus and the esperanza viva our hispanic campus here at harrisonburg this is a campus plant so talk a little bit about that and the benefits of doing it this yeah. way as opposed to just planting a church yeah we believe in both we've done both but over the last couple of years we've just found um man a, a lot of good fruit being produced and being one church together so okay. We have one board. Um, we, we share leadership. So, so I'm the lead pastor. I guess it's my job to give oversight to the whole thing. But our campus pastors and leaders and, and I meet together. Um, we can collaborate. We can make decisions together. Um, we have a, an administrative team that supports all the campuses. We have really good, I keep using that word administration, because one of the things that we've heard when you plant a new church is so many resources and time get spent on administration. You need organization, you need structure. And a lot of times when a new church starts, that administration, that focus takes so much time and energy, they can't accomplish their mission. They can't reach new people. They can't be effective. And so one of the things that we've seen in launching new campuses is that we we already have the staff and the resources and the processes in place to provide really good administration and structure and it allows the new campus, in this case in Waynesboro, to be able to launch, not having to give time and attention to those details, but instead to accomplishing the mission. It doesn't mean that we do everything the same, but it does mean that we've been able to leverage the things that we can, um, the resources, the staffing, the outreach opportunities. And by working together, we've just seen time and time again um, for instance, you know, this summer we had best week ever, right? right and that's yeah. a, a great opportunity. It's a one-week kind of right. mission explosion where we just right. get out into the community and serve. And it's been really cool to work together to do that across campuses. And what does that look like in Elkton? And what does that look like in Harrisonburg? What will that look like in Waynesboro? And so instead of all having to plan our separate weeks and separate times, and we have kind of one planning team that can plan and give insight and structure and administration, but then... Throughout that week, we just get to see the fruit of, of all the impact that happens in our community as there's been good planning and good administration, and then people are commissioned to serve. So there's just so many examples of, of ways that we feel like um, it's kind of a multiplication strategy. You yeah, know, I love addition right, in right. the kingdom of God. I love that. But when you read the book of Acts, you really see um, on Pentecost multiplication. Right. You know, and yeah. I, I think for us, Right now, we've seen the fruit of that in, right. in multi-campus is that it's not just addition and that, look, there's there are right. a few people being added in Elkton, a few right. people being added, in, but our impact is exponential um, because we're just taking the resources God has right. given us and leveraging them to have right. a much greater impact. And um, right. we've seen the fruit of it, and we believe we're going to continue to see the fruit of it as we trust the Lord um, to lead us. 
And as you were talking, Pastor Adrian, you mentioned Acts. I was thinking about, you know, the Great Commission, go and make disciples of all nations. And so that just made me think of that, you know, and I believe we're doing this by planting a new campus. We're going, you know, into, says Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Well, if Harrisonburg is Judea, then maybe Waynesboro would be Samaria. And then obviously with our Esperanza Viva and they're streaming to people all over in other countries, that would be like around the world. Yeah, we've had individuals. um, I I love some of the stories that I get to hear. We've had individuals in other countries that don't have a a church yet or or they come to to know the Lord through the ministry of our church. And they've even (laughs) set up chairs in their front yard and invited people to gather around and... um, watch our services and that's it's cool to just see the impact um but yeah as you were saying that grayson i just think of of missions you know we we believe in missions we believe in missionaries commissioning people to serve um we believe that that happens all over the world we believe that that happens in our community but one of the the things i just keep coming back to you know my my culture my language i was born in america speak english i'm very very white um, and much of my life in the church, I've been raised, and I love getting to go on mission trips. I love getting to support missionaries through our denomination, the Church of Nazarene. But one of the really cool things we're getting the opportunity to do at our local church is to, to see mission happen here locally and, and commission. Right. Um, so this is a couple in our church, Walter and Maritza, right. that um, are, are bilingual and have lived now in America for many years. but. They're not just bilingual, they're bicultural. So right. they're very much American, but that's it's not always been their culture. And now right. we're commissioning them right. to go and be missionaries 20, 30 miles away in right. a community and reach people that I can't reach. Right. That, you know, aside from the miraculous work of the Lord, I, I can't speak their language. I don't right. share their culture, but the Lord is giving us the ability to send missionaries here in our own community right. and to see the Lord, you know, What's the, the famous scripture? God so loved the world. Right. That challenges me to remember God loves me, but God loves the world. We see things happening in the world today, and that breaks our heart or moves our yeah. heart. But then look around. God has, has brought the world to us. God, right. God is showing us a bigger picture of what the world looks like. It's bigger right. than me. It's bigger than my culture. It's bigger than my language. Um, and God has, God has a heart for that. That, right. that moves the heart right. of God. All people right. would come to know him. Right. And as believers, we have a responsibility Right. To be a part of that in any way we can. None of us individually can reach the whole world, right. but we get the opportunity to leverage our, our time, our energy, yeah. our resources to serve, to give, to support the work of God reaching the world. Right. And, and I, that's what excites me. Yeah. And you were uh, talking about Pastor uh, Walter and Maritza Cruz, and uh, some of you have probably heard Pastor Chris. He's been on here a couple of times, Pastor Chris Cruz, our student ministries pastor, and that's his parents. And right. I know Pastor Margaret and I hope to have uh, Pastor Walter and yeah. Maritza at some point on Hope Talks to share their testimony, mm-hmm. and maybe they can share some more vision that God's given them for the Waynesboro community as they're ministering there right now, leading a life group, which is kind of the launch, mm-hmm. you know, what led into us being 
felt called to plant a Hispanic-speaking campus in Waynesboro. And also, Pastor Adrian, uh, coming into today's broadcast and Vision Sunday, one of the scriptures that comes to my mind is in Proverbs 29.18. Uh, in the King James Version, actually, it says, uh, where there is no vision, the people perish. So just talk about the importance of that, not just for our church, but for all churches and all believers also. Yeah, I mean, I think... Uh, I, sometimes I think of, yeah, if, if the verse, the truth, the Lord's telling us is without vision, the people perish. I think about what does that look like? What does that look like to not have vision? What, what does that look like to, there's a lot that that verse implies. I think uh-huh. it implies God's vision, his uh-huh. direction yeah. for our lives. And I think I've been a part of churches before. There's a lot of churches where there's good things happening, Um but it's it can be about man's vision. It can be about right. our ideas, and um, I constantly in, in leadership and ministry have to say, Lord, I want your mind. I want the mind of Christ. I want your vision. I want your your thoughts, and um, not making our plans and right. just assuming because they're good things that Lord bless what I'm doing. I think what that verse is kind of implying is, it's to me, don't don't make your plans and ask the Lord to bless them. Right. Don't do. Even if they're good things, don't do the things that you're doing and, and then say, hey, Lord, come and bless me instead. Um, Henry Blackaby, years ago, I was a, a teenager, probably too young to even, even a kid, too young to understand totally, but um, the old study, Experiencing God, which is a really powerful study that he's done. But one of the truths of that study, um, it talks about these times in our lives where we are struggling to hear from the Lord. And the wisdom is, go back to the last thing that you heard the Lord say and join him there. Um, so many times in our lives and in leadership and even in the church, right. it's easy to get an idea and say, okay, right. Lord bless this. But instead, um, let's stop. Let's listen. Let's pray. Right. Let's really see what the Lord is doing and join him there. Right. Not asking the Lord right. to join us. <laughs> right. And I think that's part of the heart of that verse for me is if it's just about our vision and asking the Lord to bless us. Does the Lord do that sometimes? I, yeah, right. I'm sure he has in my life. I'm sure he's gracious right. enough to help me and, and love me and bless right. some things. But but the Lord can't ultimately bless that. There's kind of a lid, a cap to what, because that's that's about us and, and our right. ideas. What the Lord really can bless is when we step back and say, okay, God, what do you want? Um, what, what, is, what is your best for us? What is your vision? And how can we join you? There And I think without that, yeah, we're ultimately going to work hard, but kind of that rowing the boat analogy, be rowing in different directions or be because it's about our our vision. And I think when we can come to the place of seeing what God's doing, what's his vision and joining him there, that's where we see life. That's where we experience um, all the fullness of what he has for us. Yeah, well, that's great. Thank you for sharing, Pastor Adrian. And I love the Blackaby quote, you know, yeah. if you don't hear the Lord speak and go to the last place that he spoke to you. Yeah, and go back there. Kinda, it's so practical yeah. for me. And that's so relevant in our lives as far as reading the Word daily. Yeah. Um, I remember Dad met with somebody one time, and I, can't, I don't know the reason for the meeting, but the first thing Dad asked him was, what is the Lord speaking to you today? And the person said, Thank you. Like I hadn't opened my Bible today or haven't yeah. opened my Bible in a few days. Yeah. And basically the meeting was over right after that. That was all they needed was that one question about what the Lord was speaking to them that day. Sure. Yeah. Good truth. 
Pastor Adrian, just anything else you uh, want to share, and then uh, maybe in these last few minutes we can spend some time praying, praying for the Waynesboro campus launch, and also for our community in general that the lost will be reached. Yeah, maybe the final thing I would say is just um, we've spent some time talking about our church and what the Lord's doing and inviting people to pray. I think we've spent some time challenging and encouraging churches, no matter what church you're a part mm-hmm. of, but I would just... I guess I would close by making an individual, kind of like what we just said, is um, all of us have places today where we're, mm-hmm. where we're praying or, or we're not sure what God's doing or we're not sure what the future holds. And So often in my life it's easy that to become fearful or anxious about that. But I love that challenge of every one of us in our lives today can make that choice to say, um, Lord, I want to join you in what you're doing. Right. Yeah. And so um, that prayer from Psalm 139, Lord, search my heart. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's a great prayer for me because mm-hmm. it reminds me, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm praying these things and I'm asking for your wisdom, but I don't always want to assume that what I'm praying is your will or that I haven't gotten ahead of you or I'm not so that humility to step back and say, okay, Lord, um, I want to join you at work. Right. I want to be in step with your spirit. I don't want to get ahead of you. I certainly don't want to get behind you, but I don't. I don't want to be guilty of just asking you to bless what I'm doing. Um, and sometimes I think we, as, as believers, we can do that. God, you know, God bless them. I believe in that. But, but sometimes it's our prayers are, Lord, bless me. Lord, help me. Um, and, and look, the Lord wants to help us. I believe the Lord desires to bless us if we're living in his will. But um, the life the Lord really can bless is the life that's surrendered and yielded to him and is willing to step back and say. So I, I would just challenge those that are listening. Um, Today, if there's any area in your life where you're just seeking the Lord, and um, be willing to step back and say, okay, Lord, um, am, am I joining you at work? Am I in step with you, or am I asking you to, right. to bless what I want? That feels dangerous, maybe, because it feels like, well, what if, what if the Lord asks me to do something? I don't want to do it. But, but I, I think that's where the Lord can bless. That's where he can, right. um, can lift us up and, and carry us is when we're willing to step back and say, Lord, I surrender my will to your way. I yeah. If what I'm praying for, asking for, seeking for is not your will, then I step back, Lord, I want to join you at work because that's that's the life that you can bless. And I think that's a that's something that we can all apply to, right. to our journey today. Thank you for sharing, Pastor Adrian, and thank you for joining me today. And just in closing, I thought it would be neat uh, if maybe you would say a prayer um, for our Waynesboro campus launch and for our church in general and for the churches in this community and for the lost and that the churches in this community will reach the lost. Yeah, let's pray, Lord. You, the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Yes. That's what Jesus said. And that that should remind us as believers um, that your heart, is yes for for us to gather and grow as your disciples, but your heart is for those that don't yet know you. And so I pray for all believers today that are listening, that they would be challenged um, to think about, um, Lord, what what is my part? What is the part that you would have me to do to reach lost people? Um, How can I uh, obey? How can I serve? How can I give? How can I be a part? Lord, I'm praying that for our church as we're stepping out in faith. I pray that you would, um, in these days, that our church family would be yielded and surrendered and we would trust you, that we would desire to serve in this way. We would desire to give in this way, to see your kingdom come and your will be done in the Waynesboro community, Lord. We believe there's people there that don't know you yet. And through this outreach, um, they're going to come to know you. 
And in the same way, Lord, you're inviting us to do that. I just pray for each and every person in the sound of my voice um, that you would give them a heart and a burden that their church would come together and have vision, Lord, uh, together. How, how can we be a part of reaching those that don't yet know you? And in a world we can look around and see that our world seems hopeless. Um, apart from you, Lord, there, there is no hope. And we see that. We see the desperation around us, but so many don't know. So many don't don't really see how hope is possible right. through you. And so um, in some ways, the mission field has never been more, more clear and more obvious and, and more needed, Lord. There's, there's such a need. And so help us, the church, your church, um, to respond in obedience. Give us favor and give us opportunity. Give us boldness to respond in these yes, days. Uh, and thank you for vision. Yes, um, that you want to give us vision. You want to give yes. us vision for our lives, Lord, but you also want to give us vision for, for our churches, yes. for our communities. And so I pray that we would humble ourselves to step yes. back and not ask you to bless what we're doing, but instead say, okay, yes. what, what are you doing, Lord, and how can I join you there? Yes. Um, we love you and we thank you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. And I echo uh, Pastor Adrian's prayer, Lord, uh, for the lost. Just give us a uh, higher spiritual temperature so to speak for the lost around us and be aware and to be a witness lord and something we can all do and i pray for our church and for the waynesboro campus launch over the next year but i also pray for the other churches in this valley lord that you'll give all the churches your vision lord for them and for reaching the lost lord and uh, i just uh, thank you for pastor adrian and his leadership and for him joining me today lord i just pray a blessing over him and his family lord and I pray a blessing over all those listening today. I, I pray that uh, they have found hope and encouragement uh, from what we have shared today, Lord. Um, just bless uh, those that are listening and help them to uh, bless and be a witness to those around them, Lord. I ask all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining me again, Pastor Adrian, today. It's been great to have you. Yeah, so good to be here. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I pray that as you've heard Pastor Adrian and I share today on vision and the importance of it, that it truly has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Hope Talks is sponsored by Church of the Nazarene Harrisonburg in partnership with Sunshine Ministries. Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Hope Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates in the latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg, Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.